Cougs house. Welcome back to Locked on Cougs. All right, we've been building up to this big basketball weekend all week long. And now we get to sit down with Locked on Bama host. But first. You are Locked on Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Angel, here to break down all things Cougs. If you U of H fan, just a hater can just stop by, or I guess in this case, an Alabama fan, maybe. Uh, be sure to hit subscribe down below to get the latest on the Cougs all year long. Once you hit that button, which should be in your news feed each day, it should pop up and make us your first listen of the day. Today, we're previewing the Alabama basketball game versus our Houston Cougars this weekend, and I got... Uh, Locked on Bama host Luke Robinson here to talk with me about it. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. It's a, it's still a pretty good time to be an Alabama fan, even though we didn't make the college football playoffs. <laughs> well, and obviously talking basketball extensively today, we do all think of Bama as a football school. Sure. With the transfer portal going on, the chaos to end the season, and who's going to make the college football playoff. How are things going in Tuscaloosa these days? You know, I think um, – for the most part, everybody's being um, rational. Uh, I think that everybody sort of wants a change at both coordinator positions when it comes to Alabama football right now. I think that uh, some fresh blood may be good. But this is another big recruiting class coming in. Alabama's currently ranked number one in recruiting when it comes to football. And uh, there's still a lot of big names that are out there that Alabama's a great shot with. Quay Russo, James Smith, uh, Cormani McLean, even though he's committed to Miami. I mean, there's a, a lot of opportunity out there for Alabama. I'm headed down to the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game this weekend in Mobile. That is always one of the most fun events uh, in, in the state every single year, and it's always loaded with talent. Uh, this year, I honestly believe this is the most talented year I've ever seen when it comes to a senior class in the state of Alabama. And that being said, uh, I just well, – I'm part of the AHSA radio network, the Alabama High School Athletic Association radio network, and I was uh, calling state championship games at Jordan-Hare Stadium. They alternate between Birmingham, Auburn, and Tuscaloosa. And uh, most of the MVPs and most of the big-time performances were by underclassmen. One was a guy named Ryan Williams, who was unbelievable, was a 10th grader, already committed to Alabama for Saraland. One was an 8th grader who won MVP <laughs> in the largest classification in the state. Um, on a team that's got Peter Woods, who's a five-star, Tony Mitchell, who's a five-star, he was the MVP of the game. Um, they had another one that was a junior for St. James, K.J. Jackson, who threw five touchdowns in the second half, a lefty that's going to get a lot of looks. So, um, yeah, man, it's uh, high school football and, and football in general in the state of Alabama is always big. But, you know, right now everybody's loving them some basketball. I mean, Alabama's doing well. Um, Auburn certainly is 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 played as, as well as it's ever has. I mean, it's, it's, it's having its best time in school history, if you ask me. And um, Alabama's looking great, too. They're in the top ten. So uh, everything's coming up uh, Alabama right now. <laughs> so talk to me about Alabama making the top ten in basketball because I remember when Colin Sexton was there in the basketball program, and they had that quail game. They played like five on three at the end. And, like, that was kind of like the first one I was like, Oh, there's a number next to Alabama's name. They're kind of they must be better basketball than I realized. That's been a couple years ago now. Um, 
how long has this been this kind of a program where they, they kind of they kind of snuck in the top 10 really quietly? Yeah, they have this year. And look, I'm not sure how old you are. I just turned 50 this year. So I'm old enough to have been at Alabama when uh, we were pretty good all the time. I mean, there was a time there when I think Alabama made the Sweet 16 like three years in a row. Um, they won the SEC tournament like three years in a row. Um, they, they were good. Alabama's got, I think, the second most SEC tournament wins uh championship wins next to kentucky now kentucky's got 170 right got seven or whatever but um when when kentucky's in your conference i mean that's, that's just the way it is uh in terms of overall history in the sec alabama is probably the either third or fourth most historic program in this in the conference um depends on how soon you want to add arkansas in there probably but um yeah, Alabama has a very sneaky good tradition. People don't realize it because um, after Whip Sanderson, uh, and you may not even remember who that is, but uh, he was a heck of a ball coach back in the day. Uh, we went to David Hobbs, and Hobbs was not bad. He was the big time assistant. You know, you always hire the assistant after the great coach, and yeah, he yeah. sort of didn't work out great. He'd had it McTonio McDice and some other things, which was nice, but um, he just couldn't put it all together. Uh, then we have Mark Godfrey. We win the SEC with Mark Godfrey one year. Uh, we go to the Elite Eight under Mark Godfrey. Um, but then he sort of, like he did at NC State, he sort of began to trip over himself. And, and then we have a, a run of some coaches, you know, Anthony Grant uh, just didn't really, and Avery Johnson, I mean, it just didn't really ever catch fire. Avery Johnson was a coach for that very famous game, Alabama against Minnesota, where Colin Sexton, you know, what happened was there was a, a moment where it looked like there's going to be like a bench clear and brawl. Yeah. And of the Alabama players, they didn't come all the way on the court. They just came on the court a little bit. And because of the technicality of if you're on the court, you're out. Uh, Alabama had only five guys left and then two of them fouled out. So uh, Colin Sexton ended up with 40 points playing that game. It's still one of the most <laughs> incredible things you ever want to see. But um, now I think Alabama's finally – getting to a point where they've got a coach in Nate Oates who, who knows how to recruit, knows how to recruit nationwide. He's got a fun system. The state of Alabama has always put out some pretty good talent. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is from Alabama. Uh, I mean, you know, there's uh, there's some great players that, that have come out of here that just didn't necessarily go to Alabama right. or Auburn, for that matter, for a long time. So um, we have been needing to do a better job keeping guys at home. And recently – the state of Alabama, uh, high school-wise, again, I keep up with it with the AHSA Radio Network, um, the state has gotten a lot better talent-wise. It used to be like every every year or two, there'd be a dude you know, in the state, but not much else. Now things are getting a little bit better. I mean, now there's um, th- there's some there's some really, really good players in this state. It's, it's not Texas, but, I mean, it's it's pretty good for where we are. Well, you're not dividing it with as many. I mean, it's you and Auburn, and those are the big programs in Alabama. This season in particular, uh, you mentioned Nate Oates. He was the SEC Coach of the Year. Was that last season, the year before? I'm trying to remember. Off the top of it was head. two years ago. It was 2020, ago. and he won the league and won the won the conference uh, championship in, in the tournament. That is very, very rare. Um, I don't remember the last time somebody's done it. Maybe I think Kentucky has done it, certainly, but I don't remember anybody else who's done it recently besides us. And so he's had a, a short window, but a successful one. This season, in a span of four days, he played Michigan, UConn, and North Carolina and went two and one on the four-day span. Like, that's a pretty impressive short window there. That was all around Thanksgiving at one of the tournaments. Um, 
talk to me about what this season's looked like for Alabama. We we know that you know it's SEC basketball, it's high level basketball, but what do they look like specifically? Well, I really like the way this team is coming together. I mean, of course, everybody talks about Brandon Mitchell, and he's been phenomenal. He now leads the conference in scoring, and I think he's second or third in rebounding. I mean, he's just having a great year. He's 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 a he's a pro. Um, he's a, he's a lottery pick, maybe a top five pick. There's no doubt in my mind. But the guy that's really looked good to me is Noah, Noah Clowney. Um, this is a very long, strong player. Uh, likes to attack the basket. Uh, he had not been shooting too terribly well from three-point land until this last game against South Dakota State where he hit like five or six of them. I mean, he may have been – I think he hit six threes against South Dakota State. Uh, he's just uh, – he's a heck of a player. I think he's fourth in the conference rebounding, and that's with the fact that he went out of the North Carolina game very early when he landed on his backside and had a big bruise and he couldn't come back. Um, so uh, he, he's been very good uh, – Javon Quinterly is back now for his 83rd year at the University of Alabama. I think he started playing when we had peach baskets over in Coleman Coliseum. But uh, love JQ. He's a really good player. Uh, Namari Burnett is beginning to come into his own. Uh, this is a guy that was at Texas Tech, uh, transferred over to Alabama. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really loving the way this team is coming together. It's been a strong year because I don't think that – I mean, obviously in Tuscaloosa that's championship or bust. It feels like across all sports all the time. I don't mean – but I don't know that initially would have guessed that this is coming. And a big win against Houston this weekend, the number one ranked team in the country right now, that would kind of catapult Alabama into their own, like how far can we take this kind of thing this year, right? Um, they're currently ranked eighth. Jump, beating Houston would probably put them at least in the top five. Um what what are the goals? What are the aspirations? What do you think preseason even? What's going to happen to Alabama basketball this year? What do they think they're going to do? I really believe preseason this was a top four team in the conference. And um, I, I was hoping uh, that that's where they'd be at least. I mean, you know, of course you look at Kentucky and you're always like, they just got dudes stacked on top of dudes. I mean, they, they are just always a show. But they obviously – they the problem with Kentucky is like any of these uber-talented teams that just – uh, cycle five stars in and out. It's a chemistry thing. And um, they just don't seem to re really be putting it together just yet. Doesn't mean they won't. I think Kentucky's going to be awesome when all said and done. But um, some of the teams that I didn't know were going to be so good, like Mississippi State, they're undefeated in the top 25 now. Now, they hadn't played uh, the most arduous schedule, but they're pretty good. Um, LSU's a little better than I thought. Uh, Florida, they're not great, but they've got uh, Colin Castleton, who is really, really good. Um, obviously, uh, up for SEC Player of the Year. Auburn's very good. Arkansas, um, man, they were really strong. And they've got so they got like I saw an NBA mock draft that has five Arkansas players going in the first round recently. I mean, that's bananas. Now they're all young, so I mean, yeah. it could be a chemistry thing there too. But um, yeah, Musselman's doing a great job there. So uh, Tennessee is very good. I mean, they're ranked ahead of Alabama right now. I mean, there's just a lot of good players. Even South Carolina, which is a little bit in the dumps, they ended up getting the number one player um, by some services in Gigi Jackson to be on that team who was initially committed to North Carolina. He signed with South Carolina because that's where he's from. And um, so, I mean, yeah, that's whenever you have a guy like that, that's always going to be a tough game no matter how bad the team is, you know, for the whole year. But um, – I was hoping Alabama be a top four team. I would say my aspirations have improved. I would say that they've um, – I think Alabama can win this conference. I really do. Now, 
I think winning Saturday is going to be really, really tough. I, I don't know. I've never seen uh, a game in Houston. I, I don't know much about it. I'm just suspecting that place is going to be hopping. <laughs> it will be. It will be. So we're wrapping up our first segment a little bit. We're going to get to talk about, uh, you know, players and, and individual matchups in that Houston game and then kind of making some, some picks for that in the rest of the season. But if you want to make picks, let me recommend that you go to betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting uh, info, stats, news, analysis, get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, esports. Uh, esports, that's a new thing to me. But you can get all of it right there. Uh, if you love sports podcasts, including uh, obviously like some sports podcasts, uh, you can go to betonline.net for those as well. It's the latest uh, and fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. Betonline.com is betonline.net is where the uh, fun starts. They've got the Houston line for our bowl game, the Independence Bowl against Louisiana Lafayette, set uh, at Houston as a six and a half point favorite. It looks like Clayton Tune and Tank Dell are playing in that game, and so I'm saying jump on that right now. I think we're going to be more than a touchdown, or we're going to win by more than a touchdown in that game. So I'm saying take the Cougs in that one. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Luke, uh, you mentioned the big freshman, uh, uh, Brandon Miller, coming in, and he's a 6'9 kid. You mentioned Noel Clowney. He's a 6'10 kid. Houston gets a lot of their scoring from the guards. And I look at this roster and see some big guards. I mean, freshman Ryland Griffin, who's a Texan himself from up the road in Dallas, you know, he's six foot five. Uh, you've got six four there, six three there, six five there, like a bunch of big guards. It, if there's a defensive guard that Marcus Sasser and the Houston Cougars need to look out for, who are we looking at? Uh, Namari Burnett has really uh, picked up his defense here lately, and he, he's been like one of the main guys to, to guard the other guy's main guy. You know what I mean? And uh, Namari Burnett, who uh, he had a big knee issue when he transferred over. He didn't get to play last year. And what he did this past week, uh, his defense was pretty good, but he also had an incredible dunk that I didn't know he had in him. Now, you know, we've all seen incredible dunks, right? But when somebody does it who's had a knee problem – you feel like, okay, that, that was a confidence builder. So I feel like Namari Burnett's really about to pick it up a notch. Here's another guy that I love, a newcomer transfer in from Ohio. Uh, that's Mark Sears, who's originally from Huntsville. Tough, tough guy. Now, he's not a big guy, he's, but he's, he's uh, brawny. You know, he's strong for a guard, and um, he's, he's fearless. And, and that is a good observation. You know, one thing that I noticed the first time I went to see Alabama – this year I saw him scrimmage before they went on their European tour. And the thing that stood out to me, I mean, immediately was the length and just the, it's not just that they're tall, but I mean, Brandon Miller's wingspan, it's like, he's got six elbows. Uh, Noah Clowney can touch the rim w- without jumping. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Charles Bediaco is a, a seven footer. Who's also just he, now Bediaco is not as talented coordinated as those other two guys. 
but he's just he's big he's he's lean he's got good movement he had a great great move against North Carolina that nobody knew he had it in him uh it was late in the ball game he had a monster block in that contest so this team you're right they're they're just very lengthy and um so that's one thing though that that can work against you a little bit like when you're playing uh, a Houston team with with Marcus Sasser and if I remember right Sasser didn't play against Alabama last year right he got hurt uh, a little bit before Christmas last year right. um, and missed a lot of the season um, and still got a late NBA, uh, late first round NBA draft grade. And I think he came back to kind of show he want, he thinks a little bit higher caliber kid, yeah. um, get a little bit more guaranteed money out of the deal. But he 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 can really score, but he did not play last year. No, Jamal yeah. Shedd's the other point guard who who had a pretty good game against Alabama a year ago, but Sasser didn't win there. Yeah, and um... – you know, that was the famous game where Nate Oates, who extended his hand, uh, waiting for somebody to shake it while everybody was arguing about the goaltending or not. So, yeah, that the Tuscaloosa was was fun that night, and I'm assuming Houston's going to be a blast too. Yeah, I, I have to imagine um, fans are bringing that kind of stuff with them to, to Fertitta Center this year. Um, it, it is not as big a stadium, but I think it will be very loud. <laughs> How sure. many people does it seat? I want to say I saw it was like nine something. Okay, that's perfect. Um, but, you know, for a college basketball program, and Houston's really good at basketball, but we're moving into the Power Five next year, right? So we're still a growing school and program. Um, but Big 12 basketball is a real deal. Um, Brandon Miller is the lengthy guy you're talking about with the bajillion el- six elbows thing you said, right? Um, I imagine I, if I were a betting man, I think I'd probably put him on Jairus Walker to try and frustrate him with the length. Jairus Walker is Houston's five-star freshman. Uh, I say forward because he kind of plays the three, kind of plays the four. Um, what kinds of things – you mentioned he's long and scores, and, and but what kinds of things is he good at? Like what does he – is he – what kind of – are there post moves we need to be ready for? What kind of things do Houston Cougar fans need to prepare themselves to see? Yeah, I think Brandon Miller, first of all, I know Jairus Walker because I think it really came down to Alabama and Houston in his recruitment. And um, Alabama felt like they had a great shot at him. And I think Houston was his last visit, and that kind of sold him, if I remember correctly. But uh, Miller is just – he's which, if you were creating a player in you know whatever Xbox NBA thing people play now, you would create Brandon Miller. 6'9", super long, big hands, quick, uh, can shoot well, great form. Um, he can post up. Uh, play with his back to the basket, or he he's, uh, can dribble uh, very well. He, he, you know, handles all those things. Uh, he's not he's not afraid to dish it. You know, he's not um, one of these guys that's like a black hole when it goes to him. I mean, he knows how good he is. At the same time, he he wants to win. Um, the one thing that I would caution about putting him on Jarris Walker is against North Carolina, uh, he got in foul trouble and. Uh, that that was a bit of an issue. Uh, but now he was able to overcome that, and so was Alabama on the whole. But, um, you know, you could tell how frustrated he was in those moments. So um, he's still young, but he's, he's ahead of his time. I mean, I think he's one of those guys that's known, all right, I'm going to be in the NBA, and um, instead of thinking about – Man, all the all the money and all the women that are going to be chasing me. I think he's like, this is my career, and I got to take it serious. And so, when you you can tell when players are like that, like again, I'm not trying to say he's Kobe Bryant, but you, I remember Kobe <laughs> Bryant being sort of the same way. Like he was thinking years and years ahead yeah. instead of let me get this next paycheck. Um, 
the guys like that usually are very successful, and I think he'll be a very successful pro. But in terms of what he can do, I mean, if you put somebody bigger on him, he's going to take him out, and he's going to shoot a deep three, and he can, he's got range for days. If you put somebody smaller on him, he will back them down. I've seen him do all of this, and um, I think he's he will have a good game. He's not one of those guys that's easily stopped. I mean, he's averaging – 18 points a game, 19 points a game. So uh, he and Alabama's played a very difficult schedule. So I think that, um, yeah, it's, it, he's going to get his. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's can Alabama stop guys like Jairus Walker and Marcus Sasser and, and all those cats? No, and I think that that's a matchup I foresee coming. What I'm interested to see is what Houston does uh, with Bediaco. You mentioned he's the big man. He's, I think, a sophomore. I'm reading that right. Um, so he's still a growing, developing, younger player, but not a newbie by any stretch. And um, I I have to say that, like, when I think of the moments Houston's had trouble, um, it's generally been when, like, the Oregon game, I guess Houston stretched it out to be like a 12 or 14 by the end. But they have this big guy, seven-footer named Nafali Dante on the inside, right? Um, Bediaco strikes me as a similar kind of, seven foot length 225 so like not slight right uh, he's not like 250 but he's not skinny by any stretch um what kinds of things can houston cougar fans anticipate bediaco what kind of impact is he going to have on the game you know i think bediaco um has has fallen into a nice role of hey look buddy we need you guarding the rim we're, we're gonna you know we're gonna get you some alley-oops but you're not you're not option one and i mean again there's no Shame in that. I mean, you got Mark Sears, who's a good scorer. He's had over 20-something points against North Carolina. Um, you got Noah Clowney, who can score. You've got, uh, obviously, Brandon Miller and Javon Quinterly has is, is, is been historically a very good scorer. So, I mean, there are a lot of options where you get to Bediaco. He's not a, um, you know, get the ball in the post to him and, and let him go to work. He's more of a, if they miss a shot, there's Bediaco to clean it up. Or maybe he can run a break and he can he can – complete an alley-oop, but he's the offense isn't going to run through him by any stretch. Well, and so who would – I mean, obviously a, a guy like like that having a bunch of putbacks could become his own X-factor, so maybe we've already talked about him. But who would be like an X-factor type guy, a guy that like, um, you know, ha- maybe hasn't – didn't have a big game against North Carolina or maybe didn't have the big game against Michigan State, but if they, you know, have that moment in this, there's something about a guy could have a big moment in these kinds of, you know, ESPN Saturday afternoon prime, like everyone's watching kind of matchups. I'm going to say another true freshman in Jaden Bradley. I mean, this is a guy that was top 25 player in the country and he, he got hurt, I think in high school and, and he's, but he's back and he's, he's hundred percent, but he's just now beginning to figure it out. And um, I can tell now, that he's playing his game. He, he's got a very interesting game. He's he's not the best leaper in the world. He's not – I wouldn't say he's like the best of any of it, but he's good enough at all of it. And um, he's strong. Uh, he goes to the basket. He uses the backboard very well. Um, he's got nice touch in that regard. So, I think Jaden Bradley can be a guy that, that can sneakily help Alabama if they're going to win this game. All right. So, talk to me about – let's make – not make – like – pits i'm not not, not gonna make you like gamble or anything like that <laughs> but if i were to tell you you know crystal ball we uh, i read about the newspaper on monday and it looks like alabama wins how would they do what happened what happened to make that happen i think brandon miller goes off i mean um and i think this could be a game where he does have, have a big 
big moment. I mean, it's going to be on ABC at two o'clock. Jay Billis is going to be on the call. That's awesome. And I think that this is going to be one of those moments where Brandon Miller's like, Hey, you know, look, we live in a, in a, in a land of NIL, right? I mean, if you're, if you're Brandon Miller and you take, it used to be, you want to take over to get your name out there. So, you know, for later on, you have a big game now and all of a sudden maybe some big sponsor just comes out of the woodwork. I mean, it literally can happen that way. So um, I, I think you're going to see some of the top dogs really try and put on a show. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be greedy or anything, but I think if Alabama's going to win, it's going to take a superstar performance out of Brandon Miller. And I don't mean to, you know, be, you know, pessimistic for you but let's say that Chris ball comes back and says monday morning because i i think a close game we could both agree like these are two good teams a close game could go either way let's say that Chris ball says on monday morning hey coogs won by a lot what went wrong what, what what would houston have to do to make it a big big victory houston's way first of all you need a better crystal ball it doesn't work till monday morning <laughs> i mean the game's saturday at two uh any, anyway um and also crystal balls are from before the game but uh anyway <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think the crowd gets to Alabama. I mean, I, I really do. This is still a young team. I mean, you've got I, I've, all the guys I've talked about, even Namari Burnett, um, technically he's been at, he's, he played at Texas Tech as a freshman. Then he transfers to Alabama and has sit out. So technically he's a junior, but this is really only his first year playing. Uh, at the capstone, Brandon Miller's a true freshman, Noah Clowney, true freshman, Griffin, uh, Bradley, all true freshman, Mark Sears, um, again, you've been playing a lot of basketball, but not in the SEC and probably not ever in an environment like what we're about to see Saturday. Um, and, and again, then you start working your way down. Betty Ako's been there a while, but and I don't think the crowd's going to necessarily get to him or anything, but again, he's not going to be the it factor. So, um, yeah, I think uh, – I think the crowd will have a, could have a big impact on, on a young squad. But that's why I love this game because, see, I'd rather do this, have Houston do all the intimidating, have Houston rattle our cage, and then we can go, okay, when we get into the SEC, this is what you're going to see all the time. And everybody's like, okay, we, we can deal with this now. You know? No, definitely. And I think from Houston's perspective, it's twofold. One, Houston's going to have this target on their back all year long. So you want to play, you know, play good teams and be ready to deal with that. And I think for both teams, getting this team in you know early December is huge because you can take it, watch the tape, learn from it, and which, however the game goes, by March, we're all working towards, okay, how do they get better after that? Win, lose, tire, draw. Um, and, and so I think that it's it's an exciting one for sure. We've been hyping it up on Locked on Cougs. It'll be a fun, fun game this week. Luke, you do Locked on Bama. You do a bunch of stuff. You mentioned high school sports in Alabama as well. Tell people what all you're working on. Where can they find you at? Uh, find us on YouTube at Locked On Bama. Jimmy Stein and I, uh, we absolutely love it. Been with Locked On since about the beginning. And um, it's funny, just a quick origin story. Um, a buddy of ours, we were just writing for this website called Crimson Country Club. A buddy of ours started. And uh, he said, you know what? You guys should do a podcast. Let's get you hooked up with a podcast. So we started doing one called uh, Talking Tuscaloosa. And um, then for whatever reason, for somehow, some way, by the grace of God, the good folks that locked on found it. We're like, look, we're looking for somebody to do the Bama. So do y'all want to do it? And we were like, eh, you know, why not? I mean, uh, and it's turned out to be great. And it's been so much fun. And, man, what a network to work for. It's been awesome. 
Yeah, it's been the Locked On Cougs is only about eight weeks old. It's been a fun process. It's a cool, cool network to be a part of, and it's great to interact. I mean, because we're daily, we get to talk to fans every day. Right? They yeah. like it's a it's a cool, cool thing to do. Um, thank you so much for coming on today, Luke. Um, again, that's Luke Robinson. You can find him at LS Robinson Twenty One. I'm Parker Ranger here at Locked On Cougs. You find me at Painter Five One Two. As always, Locked On po- Locked On Cougs, proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Go Cougs. And I guess we say roll tide. We say, roll tide, man. Yeah, roll tide, man.